la la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. Welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies. We put them on a giant fucking list that keeps getting bigger. This, I think, is our 199th movie review episode, Yeah, which means next week's the big 200. Stay tuned to see the excitement we got for you in store there. Uh, I'm Dustin, and I'm joined by John. Hey, guys. And James. James, is uh, where you say a thing? Yeah, I was thinking of what to say. Uh... <laughs> all you Hulkamaniacs, let's go. <laughs> yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. Love it. Uh, Come on, John. <laughs> <laughs> we are on the BFOP <laughs> network. Uh, check them out. Check out their other shows. We've got a lot of great content there. Uh, so yeah, Hulkamania is in the air. Hulkamania can feel it. You can see the, the biceps are, are ripped. We're all we're all wearing muscle tees in yeah. here. Actually, I just ripped my shirt off. So <laughs> ready and, I'm, to go. and I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've greased up the arms. And uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about No Holds Barred today, but before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching, some Seek or Destroy. James, tell me you got something. I got nothing. Uh, I watched bitch. some hockey. Uh, yeah, that's it. It's, it's, it's playoff season for those who care about hockey. Uh, we got like a two-day turnaround here from the last time we recorded, so... Yeah, yeah, we uh, we recorded a special bonus uh, free for all episode. Not even sure if that's going to come out before or after this, but uh, so okay. So you you're, you're empty, John. Got you got to you got to have something for uh, me. I wasn't feeling good yesterday. I was supposed to watch the Rescue Rangers movie, but I ended up not watching it. Uh, you guys are killing me. Instead, I watched the two newest episodes of Bosch Legacy. Oh yeah, I gotta watch that. Oh, Bosch Legacy. How do I feel? <laughs> I think last time I talked about the show, I talked about how I, I had watched uh, um, the Lincoln Lawyer, the new Netflix. Show. Right, yeah, the other. Michael uh, and Conley, I was like, yeah. are they connected and stuff like that? And uh, doesn't you would know you would remember exactly how they're really like how the dad, the relationship with the mom. I don't and stuff remember like that. exactly how it worked. But, I read those books years ago. So, but but I had not watched these last two episodes of Bosch, and in the the last episode of Bosch that just aired. Um, he meets his dad in the when he's like 20 okay and it's very different than than oh from what you remember from what i remember yeah but so yeah that wraps that up that's pretty fucking interesting um something that is interesting and kind of related to what uh the movie we're gonna watch today is i listened to an old they had a rerun of an old episode of radio lab which is a great podcast uh it's called the la mancha screw job and the first most of it is all about the montreal screw job no oh, yeah they did that on Radio Lab. Yeah, they done it. They did it. Huh. It's really compelling. I mean, it's always compelling. I mean, I've listened to it before a couple <laughs> times actually, and I listened to it again. 
But uh, Shawn Michaels just did what he had to do. <laughs> I mean, Shawn Michaels really had the no orders. Yeah, he what? had no. He had no say in what happened. Really, no. it was all. Now here's it was the thing. Vince. It made me really realize how much of a fucking genius <laughs> moment that was. Whether Vince McMahon is truly a genius or he accidentally did what he did by completely changing. Mm-hmm. Ring it's, the bell. <laughs> it's still a pretty amazing moment, a pivotal moment in 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 wrestling history, in, in entertainment oh, sure. history. And I mean, because it was a, a shoot, right? What they call a shoot, which is something happening for real in wrestling instead of a, a work, which is the Yeah, the and how thing. when he comes out the next week and he dis, he actually talks about what happened... Mm-hmm. And he puts all the blame on Bret Hart, yeah. which is so ridiculous. Brett screwed Bret, especially when you, when you listen <laughs> to the uh, the recordings yeah. that Bret Hart made with Vince McMahon, where Vince McMahon promised him. Yeah, oh yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of different shit at stake there, and and Bret Hart was being a, a knob as well because if someone tells you to drop the belt, you drop the belt. You're not like, no, I can't lose in Canada. But it was a whole thing where he didn't want to lose to Shawn Michaels because Shawn Michaels was such a fucking he prick. He hated Shawn Michaels. And then yeah. it made me think about how like, my relationship with wrestling at the time and, and how I hated Shawn Michaels. <laughs> because like, Bret Hart really is and always will be my favorite wrestler of all time. Greatest. Best he's boys, a best sexy boys. boy. No, that's Michael. That's Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he's a sexy boy. Why? How can you hate him? Bret Hart's my, <laughs> hate this Bret Hart's my favorite, though. Like, he's... It just reminded me of being a kid when, and I think I've talked about this before, when, when Shawn Michaels threw Marty Jannetty through the, the beefcake's oh, yeah. window. All-time iconic moment right there. Kicked him through the window. Super kicked him. Su- yeah. Oh, uh, man. Super kicks. How much I love that sweet chin music. Because he came around to Shawn Michaels after. Like, he oh, well, was so fun. No, no. I mean, I, I always really loved Shawn Michaels because the he Rockers was, he was just favorite. awesome in the ring. He was awesome. The Rockers were like my favorite tag team. Yeah. I love the Rockers and I love Bret Hart. What a moment of betrayal. It was. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was apropos mm-hmm. with the movie that we watch now. And then it made me think, so do you know a lot about the movie that we're going to watch? We watch? I don't know a ton about it. I know a bit. Is, uh, is, the, is the bad guy in the movie a stand-in for Ted Turner? Uh, well, I, you know, I was wondering that myself when I was watching it again this time. And it might be, but this is kind of a little bit prior to the real head-to-head sort of war between Turner and McMahon. Although he would, they would have already had some dealings with each other. So I feel like it had to have been. Because at first they were kind of buddy-buddy a little bit. No, none of those people are ever really friends. Well, to, whatever, to whatever extent. Sharks <laughs> To whatever extent <laughs> business guys like that are friends. But I'll let you get to what you watch, though. All right, before we get into the No Holds Barred, uh, I did watch a, f- a few things. Uh, I think on the last episode, I brought up Benedetta, that new um, Paul Verhoeven nunsploitation yes. flick, and I did watch that since we last talked. Uh, really interesting movie. It's just fucking wild. Uh, it's got a lot of nun, nuns being lesbians, if you like that kind of thing. <laughs> Using the Statue of Mary as a dildo and stuff wow, like that. Wow, nuns being lesbians. <laughs> um, it's kind of weird, because it's going for... I don't know if... John, have you ever seen The Devils, the Ken Russell movie from the 70s? No, I it's know. It's like a sexy Catholic church movie. Yeah, I, I know of it. Um, it's going for that kind of thing, so it is like... Yes, it's it's trying to be kind of soap opera-y, and it's trying to be kind of trashy in some ways, but it's also trying to be like high art at the same time kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, I think Verhoeven's your man if you want to try to pull something like that off so 
Uh, I enjoyed it. It's a weird movie. It's definitely not a movie where you can you are like, yeah, I'm behind these characters because you don't ever really fully understand what's happening. Like, there's this: is Benedetta? Is she real? Is she having these visions of Jesus are real for her, or are they, is she crazy? Um, it's, it's a weird movie, but I enjoyed it. Uh, also watched Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla from '74. Yeah, this movie fucks. Oh, does it? <laughs> yeah, I've I've been watching old Godzilla movies here and there, and I you know, I saw the original a couple of years back for the first time and uh, enjoyed it. But I think this was way more fun. It's like pretty campy. It's the '70s, so like the tone has changed. Like the first one, they were trying to be pretty serious. Yeah. Um, and it's just, but it's just fun. Like there's so much of the monsters in the suits, <laughs> like the guys in the suits oh, fighting yeah. each other and nice. shooting lasers at each other and all this shit and <laughs> blowing up little models of towns and stuff. <laughs> uh, I had a really fun time watching that one. And it, this one was more fun too. Cause a lot of them it's like, Oh, I don't care about all the human shit that's going on. But this one, the human parts were like James Bond movies. There was like spy stuff going on and they were fighting each other and I don't know it was just more entertaining all around uh, uh, a destroy though I'll give you is the new Firestarter which I watched last night Firestarter uh, yeah what is, uh, so Scott what's his name the musical guy so yeah that is the only part that is fire is the carpenter soundtrack on this thing uh, so yeah there was an 80s Firestarter oh, based no, on I, the, meant, I meant it's got the actor who's from high school musical Oh, Zac Efron, yes, <laughs> is in the movie. Uh, so, yeah, so there was an 80s Firestarter movie with Drew Barrymore as the little kid. Um, and that one is that one is okay. It's not a great movie, but it's it's decent. Uh, it was directed by our buddy Mark L. Lester, who did Commando. Nice. Um, and I'm not the hugest fan of that novel either. It's just whatever for me. It's okay. It's nothing, nothing great. Not one of my favorites. But... Um, this movie is just so bad and it looks like it costs like $15 to make oh, like really? the lighting is really shit in it um, it's a Blumhouse thing the new one uh, Zach Efron is the dad the, the girl does a pretty good job uh, she's no Drew Barrymore but uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong she's she's pretty good so she starts but, fires yeah with her brain with the, oh uh, so it's just but it's just there's no reason for it to exist. Carpenter did the score, and and it's awesome, and that's and that's it. That's there's nothing else good about it. I'd say basically, uh, Kurtwood Smith shows up though for one scene. So if that's if that's your jam, uh, but last I will say I watched everything everywhere all at once, and that is a fucking banger, guys. Yeah, what is that? I haven't heard anything about. John's it. like, no, don't say anything. <laughs> just watch it. Oh, just watch it. Okay. Yeah, I'd say go in blind. Okay. Um, I'll just say it's a it's the wackiest kung fu movie you'll ever see. Okay, <laughs> but it manages to be a lot of things, like as you might guess from the title. So I'm definitely gonna watch it. It's then. dramatic. It is funny. It's sad. It's mm-hmm. like like really exciting and surprising. Like right, a lot like the movie we watched today. Yes, just like the movie <laughs> we watched today, and that is a great segue. Uh, to talk about the all-time classic, <laughs> the Hulk Hogan cinema verite that is No Holds Barred. Roll the trailer. Hey, when are you looking for a little escape? 
want to see something this is you don't see every day. Are you ready for a whole new Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan is ripped. To the world, he's a hero. But to this man, he's history. Zeus. Stand back. Way back. Get ready for the battle no ropes can hold. No ring. No referee. No rules. Gentlemen, it's time. No holds barred. This is an unprecedented display of strength and determination. All right. No holds barred, you guys. The t- the tagline was no ring, no ref, no rules. Pretty sure there's a ring, though. Uh, well, there is a ring. <laughs> there's yeah. kind of multiple rings. There's multiple rings. Yeah, it start. Yeah, like it starts out in a ring. It starts out in a ring, and then it ends in a ring. Sort of. I mean, they go outside the ring, but there is one. Yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many questions about this movie. Hold on. Before we get My into first it. question is. <laughs> oh boy. Why wasn't this on TV? Oh, you mean like... Like, why isn't oh, because, it a TV movie? Because WWE owns it, so, so somebody would have had to license it. It probably would have aired on all of Ted Turner's channels, like TNT. <laughs> it, it would have been. <laughs> That's where it would have been, and he, he's like, nope, we're not airing that shit. Uh, so 1989, directed by Thomas J. Wright. Um, you guys remember Thomas J. Wright. He directed things like Deadly Game and... Chrome Soldiers. Oh, yeah, I remember Chrome Soldiers. That was a Gary Busey motorcycle movie. Anyway, um, yeah, and uh, written by Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan. I'm sure there's some other screenplay credits on that. Synopsis is, Rip is the World Wrestling Federation champion. They don't even change the name of the Wrestling Federation. Rip is the World Wrestling Federation champion who is faithful to his fans and the network he wrestles for. But Brell, the new head of the World Television Network, Wants Rip to wrestle for his network. Well, that is a dynamite synopsis right there. Rip them. Rip them. <laughs> Rip them, brother. Rip them, brother. <laughs> um, okay, to start, I was never really a big Hulk Hogan. Like, Hulk Hogan, you know. Like, it's kind of bef- a little before your time, yeah. right? Like, his, like his I liked was him. Kinda... He was kind of like, whatever. Yeah, I get it. He's a legend. This, yeah. that, and the other. But he wasn't really... I didn't really like him per se. I think watching this, I hate him now. <laughs> what? <laughs> you didn't love his performance? No, rip? Not at all. And the water that is splashed uh, on his face when he's crying. I just... <laughs> Wait, no, no. Those are real tears. Plumbed from the depths <laughs> Yo, yeah. of Hulk Hogan's yeah. soul. Uh, this movie is John, so John's bonkers. over here looking in another direction and shaking his head. Uh, I want to hear, I just want to hear any relationship to this movie prior to me making you guys watch Zero. it. Zero. No, I, I knew about it. I feel like I've listened to, I don't know, a podcast about it. I've read about it. Like, I knew that they had written it, to, uh, Vince McMahon, and I don't know who the other person was. It was Hulk Hogan. It was Hulk Hogan. Okay. I knew that they had locked themselves in a hotel. Yeah. And written it. Written it in like, seven, like three days or something I can't like remember that. exactly what the impetus to do it was but there was a surviving reason. only on creatine and 
No, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> Cocaine. Ico Pro uh, supplement products. There, I know that there was something though. There was a. It wasn't just like they were like we're going to make a movie. I think there was like an actual like reason behind it. Well, um, I think they already had a script that they didn't like. So then Hogan and okay. Vince were like, "Let's let's that, fucking hammer this yeah, out, brother. Yeah, let's punch it up. You got it, pal. <laughs> you got it, pal. Uh, yeah. And they punched it up. This was what 89? <laughs> 89. So this was still when people didn't really understand that Vince McMahon was even who yeah. he was. Yeah, no, he's just a, a he's ring announcer. Ring announcer. Guy. That's how I remember him as a kid. Was just this real weird looking, <laughs> yeah, like, ring announcer. And I was like, can you just bring Mean Gene back? Like, Where's Mean Gene? Where is Bobby the Brain Heenan? And Gorilla Monsoon. Come on. So yeah, it, that, well, that, we do get Mean Gene and, get and mean Jesse Gene. the Body in the opening scene and of this movie. Mean Gene's great, and the body's great. Gotta yeah. love the body. Like th- that was the most <laughs> genuine part of the whole movie. <laughs> oh, it's funny that they just show up in that one scene and then we never see them again. I don't understand. Okay, we've, I know this, our relationship. I have a question though. He works for another network, like Hulk Hogan in the movie. Yeah, the, other than the World Television. Who's network. his boss? Yeah, we never meet the we, we never meet the other television. I'm boss. surprised Vince didn't want to be in it because it, that would be well. He, they call it the WWF, so Rip is the, is in this world. He is the champion of the WWF. So this is like an just like Hogan was the champion of the, the I, WWF. I'm the surprised time. there's not a scene where Hulk goes to Vince and talks about the whole situation, and Vince is just like, "Hey, you know what? We take care of our wrestlers, and uh, <laughs> you know that's why you're here." And Wait, like we're the, a family. He's the good guy. And, yeah, yeah, he's the good guy. Maybe yeah. there were maybe there were some scenes like that that they cut. Well, no, but like I don't think Vince wanted people. People. No, he, at that time he didn't want anyone to know. Anyone, anyway, no, because he didn't actually own it then, did he? It was still no, his no, dad. No, no, he owned it, it already then. But he he don't he owned it since the early eighties, late seventies, early eighties. So. Um, and he was just a commentator throughout that whole period, yeah. like so, to people in the public. So, um, but at this time, he was still pretending to be, just be a commentator guy. He wasn't. It didn't. It wasn't generally public knowledge that he was the owner. Uh, I mean, obviously, people in the business knew because he came in and changed the whole fucking wrestling game. Right. Um, I have to say, watching this movie, all the fight scenes are like some of the worst matches you would ever see. <laughs> yeah, they're not wrestling matches. They're just people clobbering each other. Because when they're punching each other or... Like no one does a fucking drop kick or like a, a hold of any kind. I know, but like like watching wrestling on TV seems more real right. than the fight scenes in this. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny too because I think they must have been like, oh, well, people who don't watch wrestling won't be into that. So let's just have them like smash each other with huge punches and kicks throughout the whole movie because that's all you get really is but these... you don't even get the perception that they land these punches <laughs> well they certainly try to give you that perception through the sound editing because it's right like, i understand boom, like these crazy punching sounds that they add <laughs> yeah. like as if it's because in this movie it's real like they really beat each other up it's not some fake Re- bullshit wrestling is real in this movie yes <laughs> yes uh, well, I'll just say that for me, um, this was, okay. This was a bomb, you guys, as you may may have no, not, you may have, may have guessed. Really? <laughs> but me, we'll, we'll a find cinematic out, uh, genius, I went to see <laughs> this opening night. Of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. Say, so, you know, there was two movies out on that Friday that I could have gone and seen: Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. Uh huh. Or No Holds Barred. You chose this one. Chose No Holds Barred. I still saw the other one too after, but. Um, yeah, 
I helped give some money to this to this feature. So was the theater packed or what? Uh, I don't remember it being like empty, but I don't think it was packed. Right. By any means. Um, did you Cineplex, love, did you love this movie when it came out? I didn't love it. Or were it. you confused? Even, even then I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, what that was. Yeah. But so in the movie, Rip, you know, he's... He, Brell, uh, played by Kurt Fuller, who's f- fucking awesome. <laughs> He's just so over the top in this. Uh, he wants him to work for his network, the World Television Network. And they're like, well, he, a contract is just a piece of paper, he says. And yeah. We're going to sign him. We, everybody's got a price. He's basically sign like the million dollar head. man. Yeah, jockass. Jockass, yeah. Sign I want, that jockass. I want that jockass. Okay. I honestly, I've never heard that before in my entire fucking life. I yeah. looked it up. <laughs> Now you're going to use you're it like all the Urban time. Urban Dictionary, jock ass. Hey, that's the only one there was with an Urban Dictionary. And I was like, this doesn't make any, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, I think that's just a made up um, insult for this film. I don't think yeah. that's something that existed outside of this. Uh, but that's like, like, they try, they, like, they, they, uh, well, they're trying to be PG. Yeah, for sure. There's no, like, really swearing in the movie. There's no blood, even, you know, though, even the, though these guys are like brutalizing each other. There's a pretty other. sweet bun scene. There the, is some Hogan buns in this film. The battle of the tough guys. That skullet <laughs> is rocking. Like, you, this is the... Skullet. The, so, <laughs> Hulk, God. Hulk Hogan, I don't think, could ever make it today. He looks like a buffoon. <laughs> he does look like a buffoon. It was a, a special time, the 80s. Um, when anybody had a chance to make it. He was this Venice, Venice Beach, uh, you know... Real American, you know, muscle man. I don't know. It's, it's disgusting. It's such a weird product it's, of the times. The handlebar mustache. Honestly, watching this and his acting and just how he is, <laughs> is disturbing to me. <laughs> I thought in that, like, that, like, that sex scene that's not a sex scene because they oh, don't man. actually... We're going to see his, like, crooked dick or something. <laughs> so, I, I think there's actually a lot of comparisons to Jean-Claude Van Damme. And and Hulk Hogan, because they there's similar scenes I think in this movie that you would see in the John Cla- you could put John Claude Van Damme as this character in a lot of ways <laughs> and it would totally work. Oh, it'd be way better movie. But it but <laughs> it would be a better movie. Yeah. But I I could see I could see That's the scene. He's charming. But there's the scene when like yeah when he like is doing the push-ups and they have the the bed. Right. But like you get to see uh, that those is tanned a buns. very John Claude Van Damme scene with the buns, but also with her falling. Over, yeah, over, yeah, the bed collapses and she like, falls onto him. It's got a him. little bit of that, like, that European slapsticky type stuff that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like a cheesy, it's a very cheesy kind of comedy they're going Now, for. I actually think that you could remake this movie as a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, like, two years later, and just change a couple of the plot points. And it would have been great, because it would have been <laughs> cool to have him as, like, an international, as a fighter, and it'd be like, oh, he comes to, like... He comes in. He's in America, so like they go to a fancy restaurant or whatever, and she's like, and he's like, like oh. the one in this movie, yeah. And then like it's actually John Claude Van Damme's, like great. And then you could have John Claude Van Damme actually be like, I'm making the reservations for this next town, and if he brought to like that like diner, that would be that was a total that's a total John Claude Van Damme move because it's like, oh, you think he's this stupid, not stupid, but he's like this this uh, European who doesn't understand America at all. But his favorite restaurant. So it'd be kind of the reverse of this scene. But oh, but but we find out that Hogan is rather Rip, I should say, is rather uh, 
a man of taste. He is, but like, just oh, imagine John. It, it's a t- it's a total John Claude Van Damme joke to have them go to the diner. Yeah, and be, and everybody loves him there. Right, everybody They're knows like, oh, him. Oh, Jean Claude. Yeah. Oh, I th- I think you're right. I think if Jean Claude was in gravy? this, yeah, it, this movie would slap for yeah. sure. It would have been. A, it, it would have been a <laughs> wait. Like, it does. Lesser... Wait, you guys are thinking it doesn't slap? <laughs> it doesn't slap. It would have been a lesser blood sport, but I think it could have been a hit. Yeah, I think it could have been a hit. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see JCVD in this movie. Um. But would you want to? Because Hogan. No, stop trying to make <laughs> okay. Hogan a thing. This movie is horrible, Dustin. It I know sucks. it is. It is horrible, but it's to me, it's horrible. What's that smell, Dookie? Dookie. Oh yeah, that it's... scene is fucking hilarious. I mean, almost okay. I gotta Do be you honest. Want to start through the movie because I'm sure oh, most people... almost almost every scene in this is funny to me. So yeah, let's let's rewind. You like the garbage pail kids. <laughs> This movie is funny to me the same way like Batman and Robin, where I could watch it and it was a crack. Like, almost every scene cracks me. Okay, up. but Biodome is funny to me. I understand that that's not Biodome's like, supposed to be funny though. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I think this movie is supposed to be hilarious. Well, I think there are parts that are supposed to be comedic. Yes. Like the Dookie part, the pissing on each other part. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's a, one of those things where it's like it's so not funny that it's funny. The gross out, the gross out the stuff. Gross out I think it's intended. <laughs> I think when they wrote it, they thought. Oh my god. We fucking did it. Yeah. We just made the most action-packed funny funniest movie ever made. I think they were very proud of well, it. Well, yeah, I think for I kids, think they for thought 12 for, for 10-year-olds, yeah, 12-year-olds yeah. whatever that it was going to be a big thing, right? I guess. I never thought about it as like looking at aiming it at kids. Where but. like Top Dog is for 12-year-olds, but it's geared towards like 20 <laughs> something year olds I don't understand. We have we have listeners who are like we've got messages being like Hey, I like the other pot episodes you do, the bonus ones for like the the Patreon. Yeah. Because I'll never or the, sorry, it was the beginning part. Cause I listen to the beginning part even though I never I'm never gonna watch Top Dog. Right. And it's like, what are you you're just stealing from yourself by not watching Top Dog? Uh, yeah. We have watched much worse movies than Top Dog. <laughs> and that movie actually makes you think a little Arguably bit. Arguably this movie. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh okay, so the big, the beginning we see Rip, he wins a match against uh, Axe from Demolition, by the way. And then he, right away, Kurt Fuller is like, bring him in here for a meeting and we're going to sign this jockass. <laughs> and we've got David Pamer and um, Charles Levin as these two assistant agent, whatever guys, office guys. Yeah. Uh, who are both great, I think. They're both, the, they're both doing their best as these nerdy squeamish guys yeah actually i i like the progression of them throughout the movie yeah because they become kind of evil by the end they become evil and i like that (laughs) yeah they were good they're following their boss's lead although that scene in the washroom is that's a disgusting (laughs) we have to talk about the actual scenes okay Yeah, yeah so so they bring him in for a meeting and rips like sorry basically like my word is my mom brother i already work for these people and so Kurt Fuller's pissed and he has he's like the limo driver. They take him away and it's like the limo seals up and he can't get out. And it's driving him, drives him out to some like abandoned warehouse where they're going to beat him up. Right. Why is yeah. he driving so erratically? Yeah, because that is the funniest scene in the movie. Maybe they're turning. He's turning around corners fast and then it just cuts to Hogan in the back. And he's like, whoa. Yeah, uh, yeah. This guy weighs whoa, like whoa. 250 pounds. <laughs> He's rolling Just around. Just put a goddamn seatbelt on you, jockass. <laughs> <laughs> 
Seatbelt broke, brother. There's more than one seatbelt. His pecs tore that thing apart. But why is like the why is the driver so harried? Like why is he so like? Yeah, he's like, like I'm gonna fuck him. Well, he's gonna disorient him before he gets him to the I warehouse, guess. and then the guys will beat him up. I guess. So, or are they gonna kill him? So they're gonna beat him. There's a lot well, of them. I don't think the, they're gonna kill him. So I don't know. What's Kurt yeah. Fuller doesn't fuck around. What's the plan? They're gonna beat him up to get him to sign. I think it's one of those things like when Suge Knight it's, held like <laughs> right, ice right, over the yeah. over the side of the bu- the the building to be like you're gonna sign over all the rights to Ice Ice Baby or I'm to gonna rip fucking em. kill you. Oh okay. <laughs> to rip them. <laughs> rip them. What a the stupid. He's hand, got the hand signal hand, that he does. It's like, a hang, it's like a hang loose, except you get a bit of a shocker vibe because he raises the one knuckle there. So it's like a what? What is that? <laughs> what is with the knuckle? Rip him! It's got to be his own hand Dude, signal, man. Fu- I can't barely even do it. <laughs> Maybe Rip you got sausage fingers though. <laughs> do I have big fingers? <laughs> I got these like you got dainty. skinny, skinny fingers. No, your well, fingers are bigger than mine. Well, they're not thicker. Yes, they are. I don't think so, bro. Whose fingers? Look at his. His are bigger. His are thick. Okay, let's not compare our fucking <laughs> fingers. Nobody can see this. It's about width, not length. I got. Long, it's about how you use them, okay, are, guys. Hey, I got average fingers. Okay. <laughs> You're pretty average. I'm all average. Um, so then, yeah. So they get they get to the warehouse, and then they all surround him like they're gonna beat him up, and then he comes flying out of the roof of the fucking limo, and it's like. Yeah, he jumps he up. Out. He jumps yeah. up. So all of a sudden, he can burst out of the out of the limo roof, but he couldn't hold him to a Jesus strap while they were driving. <laughs> yeah, I love the audio though, because his performance of being tossed around the car is just so funny. It's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Uh, so then he comes out of the car, starts beating the beating living the shit, shit out of these guys. Yeah. And then he's acting like a dog. He's, he's just snarling. He snarls so much in this movie. Oh, actually, there's a lot of snarling from a lot of the, <laughs> the people. Like Zeus snarls a lot, a lot of too. Snarling and burping. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like <laughs> what's that smell? So, yeah. So then he, the driver shits himself. Dookie. <laughs> Oh my god! It's so stupid. Oh man, it's so not funny. That Dustin, it's funny were to you me. laughing in the theater when that happened? I don't think so, but I'm <laughs> laughing now. You probably, you probably were. I might have been. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to say. Holy shit! He said Dookie. <laughs> he said Dookie. Did you hear that? <laughs> he said Dookie. <laughs> oh god! And then you went home and played with Andy, and <laughs> we're like busted out my rubber Hulk Hogan. What's that smell, Andy? <laughs> Dookie. <laughs> And then I threw Andy off my trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking war child. Rip him. <laughs> Rip him. <laughs> uh, why God. didn't he just play Hulk Hogan? Like, why was yeah, it? Yeah, that's, that's, that doesn't make any sense. Because, like, really, the reason I think that they keep WWF in this is because Vince McMahon's not an idiot. He's like, well, obviously, I'm going to keep WWF in here. Yeah, we see this symbol on the wall in that opening match. Because the, the, old, a, the old symbols there. And yeah, because it's like just an advertising thing for right. Sure. For his, so but I think people would have figured it out. <laughs> it's true, but it just it's just smart. It's a smart play is to make it WWF and to make the good guy work for WWF and mm. make the bad guy work for WCW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. 
I so, guess that's what we're looking at. Like Kurt Fuller is a is this supposed to be a Ted Turner stand-in. Let's just say I he think. Is. I mean, if, if not, he's supposed to be just every other businessman who's not honest, like Vince McMahon is. Right, the the good the good guy like Vince McMahon. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. Pure, a pure businessman. So then, right away, we get these meetings. Rip goes to this meeting at his at his uh, company, and he meets this new agent, um, which played is, by Joan Severance. Okay, Samantha. So this meeting and immediately is so disgusting. He's like ogling her. He's like. <laughs> He's like looking her up and down and biting and his like, finger mm, and like, uh, I'm not even listening to what you're saying. Yeah, she's doing this multi-pronged uh, like marketing performance cam marketing thing that yeah. she's got laid out for him. She's like, "Well, Rip, what do you think?" And he's like, uh, "Oh, uh, um, Rip likey, <laughs> likey what he sees." <laughs> It's so joyless to me. I just wish I could have fun like you guys. Rippy likey. Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, you got the other guy, Brel. He's going to that shitty bar. Yeah, he wants to find some kind of wrestling program for his network. I actually like this. Oh, this uh, like great. This scene where he goes to this bar, and then uh, there's that, uh, what's the correct term? Uh, small person? In a cage, just throwing, just flicking shit at the nerd guys, the two nerdy agents, and they just make everybody in this bar. Everybody is like as trashy as possible. This movie has the waitress is like, she's like hawking loogies. This movie has so much disdain for like poor people. This is America. Like it hates because there's only two kinds of people in this world. Yeah, there's the executives. There's executives and rich people. No, there's three. There's executives. There's slime balls, and then there's Rip. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and this is what the, you know, because they go to this bar, and it's just gross, and they're pissing <laughs> on each other, and they're fucking, the bathrooms, There's it's it's the grossest bathroom. <laughs> oh, up yeah. There with the the desper- trough up is, there with the Desperado bathroom. The <laughs> trough is overflowing. Yeah, the piss trough is just like. And what, do, what does Kurt Fuller think? This is America. Yeah. He's this like, is America. He's like, I love it. Yeah, let's this put is, these. This is the real. This is the audience right oh, here. If the pigs want to eat slop, let's give them slop. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, if an executive watched this movie today, he could get some good ideas. If they did this now, <laughs> yeah, well, that's actually what I thought. <laughs> I if like, they did this now, it would that would be the number one show on TV. <laughs> so they're the guys in this bar, are just like two huge slabs of meat that are just yes. just. Hauling off and wailing on each other. Yeah. Uh, and so the fight is like wrapping up, and Kurt Fuller's like, I'll give you a hundred bucks. He says to the guy that's like the one guy standing there watching the match. Right. He did a tip. It was yeah. like he's going to pay because it was like five bucks for the beer. If your brother like, gets in there and fights the waitress's brother, who's yeah. uh, it's played by Stan Hansen, who is also a wrestler. Well, back I think in they're, the day. The, yeah, they're, they're the owners. They yeah, run this sister and the brother own water and hole. Right. <laughs> this shit hole. <laughs> Fucking Mad Max. So he gets in and he just starts fighting right away. And he's just like, I mean, everyone's just gross. They got cigars hanging to their mouth. They're sweaty and wet. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, when they're in the bathroom after and then. then they're like making fun of the patrons of the bar, the two nerdy guys, and then they piss on each other because they hear a sound behind them. They turn, they both turn. So these guys go to the bar, and they—they're not even scared or anything like that. They're just kind of curious, like what's that sound? But they're—they've now completely lost themselves so much that they are now <laughs> urinating on each other. 
I think they are scared because when they first come into the bathroom, there's just like a loose like Doberman barking yeah. at oh, them. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's but, some funny graffiti on the walls in there. I think it says something about no commies, no punks, or so no hippies, no punks, or something like that on the wall. <laughs> like that. Um, so this they, is where Brel gets the idea that he's going to make his own show. He's going to make his own show there. Yeah. The, the battle. battle of the tough guys. <laughs> exactly. Which, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Couldn't come up with a better name than that. That's what you came up with? Couldn't be like Warzone or some shit like, like that. Like, <laughs> I just don't understand. The like, battle of the tough guys. Uh, we need to put it in 12-year-old terms. <laughs> so it's going to be the battle of the tough guys. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, and then he, and he decides he's going to air his show right out of that fucking scuzzy bar. Yeah. That's what people want, man. That's what they want, for sure. <laughs> well, only the first one is there, though. Well, well I yeah. think it's supposed. To, I think we're. Yeah, that's right. You're right. It, it, the first one is there, and then then they move to like a fucking I don't know smelting. They're just, yeah, they're just smelting operation where a, a guy is possibly dead and possibly melting. <laughs> no, I, I think what it is is so it's the battle of the tough guy in the bar, right? Yeah, that's the tournament, and. Zeus, then Zeus, Zeus comes in. Zeus he shows, shows up, up. Yeah. Right? And then he uh, defeats the guy. And he then, defeats all the guys. He yeah. beats them all up at once. And then Brel thinks, okay, I think I got something here with Zeus. Now we're going to travel around to all, like, almost like Street Fighter. Like, we're going to go yeah, to each, like these each underground, person. Like, fighting competitions yeah. or something. And, I mean, I like that aspect where they go to the, <laughs> the smelting plant and then... Once again, if you drop John claude in here... Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, it's straight up feels like a Jean Claude movie, doesn't it? Like now, who the bad guy would be for if it was Jean Claude? Because it probably wouldn't. Oh, be it would Zeus be Bolo. It would be Bolo Yun, no oh, doubt. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously. Oh, they'd lean into like that racism. <laughs> Tiny Lister though, as Zeus. Tiny Lister is great. Oh uh, man, this is the first time I remember having seen him in a movie, and I think I was a little bit scared of him because not only right. was he the bad guy in the movie. They then brought him into the WWF at the time and yeah. were like, Zeus is pissed that he had to pretend to lose to Hogan in the movie. Of course. And so he's going to beat up Hogan in the real WWF. Right. That can't, was the story. Can't line. break the KFAB. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they brought him in. And of course, he can't wrestle for shit because he's an actor. He's not a wrestler. Yeah. yeah. And even in this movie, like he stomps around like Frankenstein with his arms kind of out to the sides in a weird way. And he just like walks like, ooh. Why, does, <laughs> why did they make him have one eyebrow? I love his eyebrow. He's got yeah. like a unibrow that like, looks like a check mark or something <laughs> that kind of comes across. It's a f- deep V. It's a very deep V. But it's not even even. It like goes up in one, on one end. Is it supposed to be a yeah. sideways Z? Oh, maybe. Hey, that's a good call. Maybe. Well, that's what happened well, they, they, when he when he loses. They should have had him lie down, and they should have a, like a shot of him on his side. And you and see that it's a Z. The Z, and there should be like a little bit of blood trickling yeah. through the Z. <laughs> Well, there's no blood in this movie, right? Yeah, I don't think there's really any blood. Yeah, you even put, when people, even when Hulk Hogan kills people, there's no blood. I don't yeah. think you could put blood in a movie that was PG back then, could you? Or this is after. Uh... Well, this is uh, yeah, this is a little bit later. So I saw a bit of an interview with Zeus, and he talks about how he got the role. He like got the boots that are in the movie. He got those made up for his audition. audition. Yeah, and. He said that uh, Vince McMahon, he's the most brilliant negotiator I've ever met. He's like, we, my agent and 
Vince were negotiating the contract for this movie, and Vince put seventy five grand in my bank account before <laughs> we started negotiating. Wow! And he's like, I had I had bills to pay, so like I needed that money. So then Vince <laughs> calls up and says, "Okay, so we're we're gonna get going. We're good to go." And that's not. That's not brilliant. That's exploiting. <laughs> I know. I understand that. But from Vince's well, point of I view, mean, I don't he's know like, if, I don't know if Vince would have known about all his money troubles. But it's right. like, a, it's like, here's a sweet cherry, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's called exploitation. Yeah. Um, that's called business, John. <laughs> but apparently, yeah. Hulk Hogan broke his nose. He broke Zeus's nose. Yeah, yeah tiny. I feel Lister's like Tiny Lister nose. could have beat the shit out of. Probably. Probably. I mean, he's at least as ripped as Hogan in this, right? Yeah, and I, they're not show muscles, I don't think. They they look real pretty real. I think Tiny real. Lister is a, just a giant, fucking scary-looking human being. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't think Hogan was not strong. He was ripped, too. He was a huge muscle guy. But um, I'm sure it would have been an even fight. Yeah, but there's, there's a difference between, like, if you... And you probably... Of course, you know this, but... Until he lot, hawked out. <laughs> a lot of a lot of wrestlers will were, have been asked like who's the toughest person you've ever, and I think people say it was Earthquake. Was, uh, I've heard Earthquake. Mo- most people, if you ask most wrestlers, yeah. they will say Haku and uh, and Harley Race were like the toughest oh, okay. people ever in so the business. Forever, I heard a couple people say I think it was Earthquake or Tugboat or whatever. Like I don't know my lore that much, but Doc, he didn't look. No, he wasn't very muscular. But they're like he's he was, the strongest he was very fucking strong. person yeah. I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah, I just don't. I don't fuck, fuck. You can't me. necessarily tell who's strong just because of how their muscles look necessarily. Yeah. But yeah, that's right. Okay, so we. <laughs> I don't know why you're looking at me. I'm looking but. at all the people looking at me. Um, but yeah, so we also get some scenes. Okay, so then Rip and her go out to that restaurant the french restaurant where the maitre d is yes. like as annoyingly french as he can be right <laughs> and he's just like we don't have any cheeseburgers uh, <laughs> foot long hot dogs <laughs> and then of course the uh the bus boy knows rip and he knows who rip is he's like oh my god it's rip it's fucking rip but and he shouldn't be he he, he he's more like hey what he goes up he's to like him hey sup because he but, but you've pays off in a minute because it's like oh no they're friends like not they're not friends but yeah. they're friendly because rip turns out everyone that works there knows rip because he comes in all the time and you know how french uh, he likes foie gras he likes fucking escargot jeez what was the food that he was talking there was like a it was like a frittata not a frittata it was a i don't remember what's, what? the, what's the egg dish for breakfast uh, Benedict? I Eggs don't know. Benedict? No, no, no. Forget it. Yeah. It's, it's like when you cook the egg. A quiche. Oh, quiche. Oh, that's right. Talk about yeah, quiche. He talks about but then he was talking about it as an escargot quiche. Like, it was like, of course you should know escargot and quiche go together. And it's like, I don't... <laughs> I think that's new. I feel in this scene, you get, like, the perfect example of uh, his stupid facial expressions. Hogan, because like Hogan I love doesn't his hair in this scene. So Hogan nice doesn't talk. Oh yeah, Hogan <laughs> doesn't talk right because the major he's talking and he's just like he sees the bus boy and he he does this like oh like hey kind of look <laughs> and then he rolls his eyes and then like 
They're like, okay. I just hate his acting. He's just like, <laughs> like Hulkster, can you do less? <laughs> can you do less? But it kind of makes face. sense. Uh, now, to play devil's advocate, it kind of would make sense that he would have inc- like really large facial expressions. Of course. Because he's playing to the back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I understand. That's what you got to get across to the audience, these these facials in wrestling. Like, like, it just it doesn't translate bit. in a movie. <laughs> no. Which is why always it was a thing where it's like, well, world wrestlers don't necessarily make for great actors until, you know, The Rock came along and everyone was like, oh, okay. But before that, like, obviously Hogan was the first really big name to try to make a huge movie. He was uh, in a lot of movies. I'm also, he was in a lot of movies. Before this, he was in Rocky Three as a bad guy. I'm uh, also referring him to as uh, referring to him as Terry from now on. Terry Bollea. He's not Hulk Hogan in this movie. He's Terry. <laughs> um. So then they, where do they go? The two of them, him and uh, Joan Severance, that they have to get a hotel room together. That's part of her yeah, like promotional tour that she put together. That's for when him. they fly to that little town, that town or whatever. Oh, he does like a he does a meet and greet yeah, thing. Yeah, signings for right. you. Oh yeah, kind of where stuff. the helicopter lands. The helicopter lands and Zeus challenges him. And this is where he, that was the most bizarre. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? This is where Hogan's like, no, I get to pick where we eat. Yeah. Right. And they go to the diner. It's like if I was. 20 years younger, honey. Yeah, and the waitress, like, the owner of the little uh, southern restaurant they go to, she's she's into the rip. And she's into I, fucking rip. Yeah, and then she's I was like, well, based on some of those... Based on um, the past, I think they fucked, right? I don't know, but based on uh, <laughs> the the reality of uh, our the real world um, and some recordings that he's made with his best friend Bubba the Love Sponge, I don't think he would be going anywhere near a person of that persuasion. His former best friend Bubba the Love Sponge. Because <laughs> it turns out these guys are pretty fucking racist. Yeah. That's uh, <clears throat> that certainly colored the Hulk Hogan experience for me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> as a guy who grew up as a Hulkamaniac. Do you remember when... Like, I remember this as a thing. You're a little bit older, but when it came out that Hulk Hogan was it was steroids were a thing yes and I remember it being like devastating it was a big deal it was like what do you what do you mean the, the training the prayers the vitamins that's not what's getting Hulk Hogan on top like yeah. this yeah Jesus didn't um, I think it was not like a super shock to me at that point because it was already I think early 90s when that happened and so I was a little bit older, and also I think my dad would have always been going like, "Oh yeah, these fucking guys shooting each other with steroids." <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know what steroids were; I just knew that they were bad. Right, they're drugs. They're, they're performance enhancing. Uh, but in reality, if they're performance enhancing drugs, don't I want that in my wrestler? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. It's not like it's actual competition happening. So, yeah, what's the problem? Yeah, I what, guess what then the it was like people thought it was more real. Yeah, but it was also like a well, it was a whole thing too, where it was like McMahon was involved with procuring the steroids for the wrestlers and or getting his doctors that worked for him to yeah. do it or whatever. It was a different time it was the eighties, man. <laughs> Everybody was shooting shit in their ass, nudes <laughs> and greenies and <laughs> greenies. Um, so yeah, but then we get that awkward love type scene where they're in the hotel and they have to share a bed don't look at me your company booked the hotel <laughs> oh man and then she's in the bathroom and then he's like planning everything he's like out. getting it already yeah uh... oh and him in his little night outfit oh is man his little, his little shorts oh. <laughs> and you can see the tanned lower half of his ass cheeks which are also tanned what the fuck uh, oh man 
Now, so this scene would have been the scene where Van Damme would have shined. Oh, yeah. He yeah. would have done the splits. Oh, 100%. He definitely would have fucked, though. Oh, yeah. There's no question. <laughs> would have seen some Van Damme ass, no doubt. Well, she wouldn't have been able to stop herself once she rolled on top of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in this movie, once she rolls on top, she gets all mad, and he's like, he's like basically like, oh, you're such a fucking... Fucking sh- yeah. Why, <laughs> fucking, why are you such a fucking cock? Co- fucking cockies, <laughs> bitch. Fuck you. Oh, you want to fuck me? Fuck you. You're a whore. Storm, <laughs> storms out. He yeah. goes to sleep in the lobby. Like, he really is, like, just everything that is toxic masculinity. <laughs> well, right from the beginning, like we were saying, because as soon as she's doing the meeting, he's just, like, looking her up yeah, and oh down yeah, and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> He's oh, like, oh, I'm gonna rip them all right. Yeah, <laughs> I think we should probably jump back for a second and talk about a character that we haven't talked about, and that's his brother. His brother. <laughs> his brother, <laughs> played by Mark Pellegrino, Randy, Ran- Rip, and Randy. Yeah, Rip, get him, get him, Rip, <laughs> get him, Rip. <laughs> this guy's face. I've seen this guy's been in lots of movies, uh, including like The Big Lebowski. He's like the he's, he's like the guy the that's guys... like the rug pisser guy. Yeah, right? he's he's the one who's like. He's like, the, what the fuck is this? Obviously, you're not a bowler <laughs> yeah. or a golfer, yeah. Um, yeah, so, but he's just got an annoying as fuck face, this guy. He does. He's a little brother. You're supposed to feel, like, sympathy for him because... Not at all, though. <laughs> the, this, <laughs> not at all. This movie's actually filled, other than... Uh, sorry, other than uh, Joan Severance, like, this movie is filled with people with, like, very... Facey faces, <laughs> like they all have like, oh wow, that's a face. Like Kurt Fuller is like face. He's a character actor face. Yeah, David Paymer. Yeah, yeah, they all have it. I mean, Tommy List, Tiny, Tiny, Tiny Lister Tiny got Lister. a face on him. Yeah, that yeah. one eyeball cross. First time I saw Tiny Lister would have been Friday. Yeah, which is yeah. a little later already. Um, Debo, <laughs> but fuck. Um, yeah, but so that was that was getting back to when they brought him into the WWF. They had these matches, and I remember it was like a big match at SummerSlam, and it was like Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake versus Macho Man and Zeus, because Macho Man had turned heel at that point. And uh, the match, you know, it was, it's just shit if you go back and watch it, because Zeus, his whole thing was that he would just no-sell the offense. Like, they would hit him and hit him, and he would just be like, rah, like nothing hurt him kind right. of thing. And then they needed to use... Uh, Sensational Sherry's loaded purse to like knock him out. Well, I don't know what she had in that fucking purse, a brick or something. Unobtainium. <laughs> Unobtainium. <laughs> and that was the only way that then then Hogan lowers the, the leg drop and then they could beat him. That right. old vicious leg drop. Oh man. Oh man. I don't know how anybody ever recovered. They didn't. <laughs> I don't know how you could walk, live after, after that. that. After that. Pretty... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Randy. Randy and his little buddy, which I don't even know if he gets named in the movie. I'm, I mean, when they go to that that fight that Zeus is... Yeah, they're like, let's go check out one of Zeus's fights. Where the smelting plant. He, like, killed that guy, basically. <laughs> uh, and then he tries to run away. And then Kurt Fuller's like, oh, look, oh we got some fans. Ooh, and then he's like... We're converting Rip fans. Yeah, he's like... Oh, my brother Rip! He'll get, he'll get Zeus. He'll beat him down. <laughs> oh, like, he's, he's no way. He's Pip from Hercules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on, Pip. Come yeah, on, Her- Come on Her- I mean, that's what I mean. Though, like, get every, him, Rip. Every scene is funny to me because the performances are hilarious. The writing is so funny, like, and not in an intentional way, but just like, 
I don't know. It, every inter- every teen scene is entertaining to me. <laughs> but like, and then so yeah. Zeus puts him in a hospital, <laughs> beats the shit out of him. Come but on, for, to Zeus. be fair, Randy hits him first. <laughs> Okay, so like if a child hits you, you're like that fucker. I'm the, the put guy, him in a his, hospital. His buddy's bed. like, no, Randy, let's just get out. Let's just leave. Well, it was Randy's, Randy's like, no way. I'm gonna beat up Zeus. It was Randy's friend who fucked it all up because yeah. Randy's yeah. friend is like, you don't know who you're talking to. This is Rip's brother. Yeah, and also Randy didn't even want to go there in the first place. He's like, no, he's like, we shouldn't be here. And he's like, no, man, we gotta check. Oh, they should have made they should have made that guy working for Kurt Fuller. Yeah, he should have been a plant. He right? should have been a plant. That would have been that would have paid off so much better. Kurt Fuller, like afterward, after that scene, could have handed him his yeah, money. Like, Is your money? I oh, think, actually, thanks oh, for bringing Randy to even us. Better, hand him a little, hand him a little baggie of drugs. Oh <laughs> hell yeah, <laughs> some steroids. Yeah, hand him <laughs> steroids. Oh man, that would have been. Hey good. bud, take some of these. Maybe you'll be on Battle of the Tough Guys yeah. this time next year. Take some <laughs> of these mean reddies, and then uh, <laughs> I think it would have been awesome <laughs> if, if that happened. But then. His friend started to get like Randy into drugs too, and then Randy started to hang out with Zeus's crew. Fuck and yes. then Randy's like, "Hey, Rip, you're a pussy. You can't fight Zeus. <laughs> Zeus is the man." And then doing Rip's a- like, "Listen, Randy, I know you're on the the wacky tobacco." No, Randy's doing <laughs> Randy's doing a key bump while he's talking, and he's like. <laughs> But come on, What's brother. Come on, brother. Like, like this, this isn't you. Yeah, this isn't you, Randy. The only rips I'm doing now are rips of cocaine off a of hooker's asses. Come on, Randy. Paid for. By, what's Kurt Fuller's name? Uh, Marcus Brell. Brell. Paid for by Mr. Brell. <laughs> Mr. Brell. You're my brother now. Fuller comes up. He's like. You know, I always saw you as a son, Randy. <laughs> You're my new father. What do you figure. think of that, Rip? I think you maybe need a little down, Rip. <laughs> you smoke a joint, Ripper. Well, then you could have a scene where you you know he's back in the hotel room, Rip's staring in the mirror, getting upset, growling into the mirror, and he has to smash the mirror, and then we know. It's on. It's fucking. We on. do have a lot. We of haven't even brought up Rip's coach, Charlie. Charlie, who I I mean, no offense to the man, fine. He's fine as an actor. He's the cop in Clue. Um, he looks like he is meant to be Max Coach from Punch Out. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they were going for? I'm guessing, <laughs> probably. They should have had the jogging scene. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, he's in a lot. Of, he's in Clue, Maverick. Yeah, he's been in City Slickers, movies. Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Um, but yeah, so there's there's like the little crew surrounding them, but there's hardly ever any scenes with those guys. Like you get the one scene where they're all at Rip's house and they're watching the Zeus match on TV and stuff like that. And I love when Rip's in his casual clothes. He's just got like his little shorts and his yeah. muscle tee on and stuff. Uh, and his fine, glossy, glossy hair. Man, there's so many scenes because now I'm just remembering he had a motorcycle scene. Yeah, he has that scene where he saves Joan Severance from being like raped, I assume, by those yeah. fucking guys that Brell sends, and he he kills that guy right because he he drives into him on his motorcycle and then he like hits the brakes and the guy flies like full on into a tree. Yeah, like that guy's dead, right? I think it's GI Joe logic, <laughs> right? <laughs> Should have been like a boy. <laughs> 
I remember being a kid and being like, they should just fucking kill Cobra Commander. <laughs> yeah, you brought that up on the Saturday morning cartoons episode we yeah. did for the Patreon. But really, they should have. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like a whole, it's like a Putin situation there. <laughs> um, I'm afraid bone cancer is going to get that fucker. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Good way to go. Uh, so anyway, I think we're heading to the to the climax here. Rip finally agrees to fight Zeus because he fucked Randy up so bad. Well, you have to have the, you get that real dramatic scene in the hospital. Well, you have before that. Yeah, you have the montage. You find out Randy's paralyzed. Yeah, <laughs> he's not just hurt. He's fucking paralyzed. He's paralyzed. Yeah. They do that water scene where they lower him into the tank of water. Yeah, so he yeah. can get. I don't know. Some exercise. So you can get it's like a back to tank because it's like Luke Skywalker thing. Uh, and then we see we see some like Rip is like helping him move his legs and shit like that. Do the exercises, right? So oh, I thought you do get that. Sorry, you do get that scene where uh, Samantha, you find out she was actually working for. Bro. Oh right, I forgot all about and that. Then, but that's like right after this the the not love scene. Yeah, and then Samantha goes back to Rip because she's actually and, in love with him, and she's like. I did this originally for this, but like I wasn't planning on falling in love with you, Rip. <laughs> yeah, we've been together. And then for Rip's three like, days. "Oh, really?" Yeah, we've been together for three days. <laughs> and I've seen the way that you look at me. <laughs> uh, I thought this montage, by the way, because it's leading up to this big fight, was going to be how Rip's been so preoccupied with helping his brother that he hasn't been training, because you never see Rip train. Yeah, that's true. Whereas you see Zeus just like training his well, he, fucking that's ass the, he, off. When when Rip is so mad after he's fucked oh, up Randy, yeah, he goes to right. the gym. He goes to Zeus's gym to find him, and he's like tossing all the equipment around. And there's like this weird TV playing. Kurt Fuller's on the screen. Like he's like, "You're gonna destroy Rip. He fucking hates you. He says you're not even good enough to be dead. You're not even good enough like, for the worms in the ground." Yeah, he's like the worm, worms would spit you out. And like yuck. <laughs> that's then, what Rip said. I don't. I hate. Don't get mad at me. Rip's the one who said it. <laughs> and then, but then, then, uh, then Rip attacks a mirror because there's a yeah. hall. There's not a hall. There's not even a hologram. It's just a fucking. It's a, Z- a Zed. It's, a, it's Zed being projected onto a mirror. Yeah, yeah. And then he attacks a bunch of other mirrors because he's like, now he's in a hall of mirrors. Oh yeah, and he sees that projection of yeah. Zeus in the mirror. Yeah. That seems the funniest shit. It's like man. you didn't know. It's he's two like, dimensional. It's <laughs> oh man that shit is wild and wacky and i loved it um so then we see brell and the two nerds they're like watching on a camera somewhere else yeah. they're like laughing, laughing it up <laughs> rip you fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> you turd <laughs> yeah you turd uh shit <laughs> so now we're having the final match final match the yeah. wwf champion rip will somehow appear on this other network <laughs> even though that i'm sure is contractually uh yeah not possible and he's gonna fight zeus the the real winner of the battle of the tough guys in this weird octagon ring yeah um yeah and uh you know they clobbed oh and but then brell has captured joan and he's like He's like, oh, okay, you gotta, ele- you make it look good, and then after ten minutes, you go down the elevator. Oh, trick. The elevator. Okay, okay, we're gonna do the elevator trick, and then it's like pretty much just like take the girl into an elevator so that the guy in a wheelchair can't follow. And it's like, did the elevator trick work? Yeah, it worked perfectly. <laughs> it's like you just the nerd guys are yeah. the ones in charge of kidnapping her. 
but they're then, full on evil now. But so then they're in that room and they're way too occupied with watching the match. Watching the match. And they're like, "Yeah, Zeus, get him, Zeus." And she escapes. The security guards even are super into it. Yeah, they love Zeus. <laughs> so Rip Zeus is, treats them pretty well, though. Like he. Make sure that they, you know, they get a coffee every night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he sends gifts to their kids. Zeus and doesn't stuff. eat until the security guards eat. <laughs> exactly, he's first one in, last one out every every night. Yeah. So Rip is getting his ass handed to him, and he's lying on the mat. He's I don't know if he sees Samantha. Yet. He sees her at ringside because she escapes from and their then, clutches. And then she see he sees uh, Randy. Who's has that he's stupid face? His neck brace. His stupid face. His stupid because, weasel face. Because he's paralyzed, right? So his face is like. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not how paralyzed. <laughs> how it works. And know. then I don't know if that has anything to do with his paralysis or if that's just his face. No, I just think like <laughs> the only way he can act is through his facial right, expressions, he's right? Stuck. So it's just he's like, just like yeah, rip, get him, rip, <laughs> over the top. <laughs> and then Randy sees his finger move. Because yeah. Randy's finger moves. Oh, yeah. And so then Rip's like, yeah, now I got it. <laughs> I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, he moves, his fingers move. And oh. that's when he's like, the power of Christ compelled him to get up. <laughs> yeah, the, the Hulkamania starts running through his veins. I mean, the Ripamania. The Rip. Can I bring up, I'm looking up Randy. Mark Pellegrino. Yeah. He has had a very good career. Oh, yeah. He's, he's in tons of stuff. He was in Lost. Lost, Mulholland Drive, National Treasure, Capote, Lethal Weapon 3. He's like been, he's, he's been around. He's a uh, yeah, no joke. Um yeah, so he's he's actually continued working. I mean, somehow this movie didn't ruin his career. Well, actually there's a, a I'd say three pe- four people in this movie had long Yeah, David Paymer is still working today. Uh Kurt Fuller, Kurt you Fuller still is, see? Yeah, they Kurt Fuller and David Paymer are like Really, really good character and of course, actors. And of course, Tiny Lister was working up until his not too it long ago. Passed away, passed away, yeah. But yeah. even Joan Severance had a bunch of movies. She had a, I think she had a, a movie based that was, she was the, like the action hero. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Black Scorpion. Okay, I never saw that. Um, I see she was also in Bird on a Wire with Mel Gibson. Oh, and Lethal, the first Lethal Weapon movie. Um, but yeah, so she was in some stuff for sure. Um. Unfortunately, Hulk had a career after this. And then, of course, Hulk. Hogan went on to make such classics as Suburban Commando and yeah. Nanny, Mr. Nanny. <laughs> Mr. Nanny. <laughs> Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Santa with muscles. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. That's just what he was called in the NWO. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, this final match. Then he gets up. He sees he sees Samantha's free. He sees, like you guys said, the fingers are moving. Now yeah. he can kick some ass. Now he can kick some he ass. He starts... But this fight goes on for... It feels like it goes on forever. It's half yeah. the fucking movie. It it's just like punch, 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 clobber, you know. Yeah. Uh, double handle, axe handle, clobber him over the head. And then he still gets up. And then they get out of the ring and they go up the stairs. And then, you know, uh, Brell is in his, like, his office where it's all windows. And he has the TV screens and stuff. And he's getting so mad because Zeus is losing. So he starts, like, smashing the equipment inside his... Oh, no. I thought he was trying to stop... I, that's what I, th- I, I thought I at first that he was trying to stop the broadcast. That's what I think he was trying to do. I'm not sure that's the case. I think he might just be like, oh, fuck, ah, and smash a it's, thing. Because there's no comment about like, oh, I've got to get this like, off I the air. I don't think so, but I think that was, it was deliberate. Like he was trying to 
to that, stop it I from think, airing? I think that's that would make more sense if that was what was happening, but you, I, I don't know that that is actually what was happening. No, I, I think that they, that's what they did. They just did a really jo- bad... Sorry. They just did a very poor job of communicating that to the audience. Yeah, I mean, that but could be. I think Fuller communicates that. Because in the scene, it just seems more like he's flipping out and just wrecking stuff because he's mad. Well, which, based on pre- the other stuff in the movie... And he's like, kill that jock ass! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... So then the, the fight gets to the ledge of the thing, and then he smashes Zeus off, who falls all the way down into the ring, caves the ring in. Caves the ring in, yeah. I assume he's dead. <laughs> I think he dies, yeah. It seems like it. I think that is a death. It's like one of the, it's like a, a Rocky match, except he dies, I think. I think it would have been great if the ref was in there and then took his pulse and then said he's, like, he's, he's dead he's dead and then everyone, rip is the winner and then <laughs> yeah exactly he's dead and then and was like <gasps> rip is the winner and was like yeah, yeah. there's like a moment of silence and then just like yeah I, I think they do a really bad job of th- okay sure the people at the fucking restaurant like him but like you don't get the sense that he is a well, we have the scene with the kids where he's doing stuff and they're all like, yeah, Rip, yeah. I guess. I You're going to fight Zeus, Rip? I will say, I did walk, I did walk in and out of the room multiple times. <laughs> what? <laughs> you didn't give this your full attention? Uh, you no. son of a bitch. And then fucking Brell electrocutes himself to death. Rip is like, going to come into the room and Brell like, backs up into the fucking electronics that he's torn apart mm-hmm. and he is electrocuted to death. Classic. And he looks great. His hair is all like yeah. out. His <laughs> eyes are like all fucking bagged underneath and stuff. Because he's been doing coke through this whole match. <laughs> it was just too much for his heart. And uh, he's dead. Burrell is dead. It's not even a big thing. Like, oh, the uh, the president of the World Television Network just died. Yeah. On TV. <laughs> on TV. <laughs> I mean, that'll get the ratings. That's what he always wanted. Well, exactly. Now, could you have seen Scrooged era Bill Murray in this Brell part instead? Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, okay. That would have been amazing. <laughs> okay, but I, that I, I think you have it. to have our rewrites then with Jean-Claude. <laughs> Jean-Claude and Bill Murray in these roles. Oh, instead. Who would have been Zeus then? It would have been. Oh, I've got to think about that. Well, you said it would have been, what's his name from Bloodsport? Oh, Bolo Yoon, yeah. But we, I think we should change it up a bit. <laughs> yeah, you want to make it a little more a little more spicy? Bette Midler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that, that would have been fun. <laughs> Bette Midler as uh, The Rock. <laughs> That's too, uh, too current. We need some 80s, 80s replacements here. Right. Oh, we're talking about the 80s? Like if this was if done this in the 80s. Done in the 80s. Um, Fred Williamson. <laughs> Fred Willard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You see nothing. Fred Willard in like a Olympic like wrestling. You know, you know who it could have been? It actually could have been Jesse Ventura. Yeah, well, that would have been great too. Like, why would they not make Jesse Ventura? Oh, maybe they wouldn't want to mix that. Ventura had already been in movies at this point, right? He'd been in Predator and Running Man and stuff. If you could have put Ventura in as. And because it, then it would have been like the two different styles of fighting. Yeah, I think probably Ventura maybe wouldn't have agreed to do it because he, then he would have had to lose to Hulk Hogan on screen. <laughs> and he, in real life, hated Hulk Hogan. Oh, because there was good. a whole thing of um, uh, Ventura tried to organize the wrestlers the union, to yeah. unionize and <clears throat> Hogan snitched him out to McMahon. 
that that was what was going on. Oh, what a fucker. <laughs> I think being that it's the 80s, it has to be a white guy versus a black guy. Yeah. It has to be. You think so? Be. I think so. Uh, well, I don't know if it has to be, but... I mean... Oh, okay. That's kind of the era. That's what they were all about. Yeah, sort if of. If it's a white guy versus a white guy... <laughs> boring. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's then, boring. Then it's Action Jackson himself. Oh, Carl Weathers. I like that. Carl That'd Weathers. Yeah. That'd be cool. Or Bill Duke. Carl Weathers oh, versus JCVD. Oh, Bill Duke, yeah. That would be good. Carl Weathers would have been fucking Bill Murray rad. as Brell. <laughs> yeah. That, that would have been pretty good. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Well. All right, let's get this. Uh, let's go back in time. You guys can go you can go back in time and do one thing. What are you going to do? <laughs> Remake No Holds Barred. <laughs> oh, I didn't think that's what you were going to say. Well, Top Dog and. The Top Dog and No Holds Top Barred. Top Dog is, is a perfect movie. I think it could be better. Perfect. It could, be, it could be a lot better. I think we had some suggestions in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> in the podcast. All right. Well, let's rate No Holds Barred. This undeniable classic. This total banger. I'm gr- oh, guys, your scores are so low. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I so see your score so high. I'm going to say this. So we, high. You, you it. give James and I a lot of flack for nostalgia voting. Mm. But you are the king of nostalgia voting. Well, I don't think my voting in this case has anything to do with nostalgia. The pacing is a seven? Uh, oh, yeah. You're it's it's out never to boring. Lunch. It's never boring. It's boring the entire every, time. No, every scene is entertaining. Is boring. No, no. Just because things are moving on screen doesn't mean it's fun, Dustin. <laughs> I got to disagree, guys. I thought every scene was hilarious. Dustin's Not just... intentionally, but regardless, I thought they were. Every, everything was making it, me laugh my ass off when it I was watching is... it. Like, maybe if I watch it a bunch more times and watch it with a bunch of people, it, it'll be an entertaining movie. But watching this for the first time, <laughs> it was one of the hardest oh, I movies. wish I was watching it with you. Because look, even while we were talking about it, the, the amount of laughter. I know, but sometimes it's easier to... <laughs> <laughs> to talk about a shitty movie. It's also then we, we remember it the way that we want to remember it. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, so I think in for, a group me, setting, it would be hilarious. Yes, for sure. I think for me, this is this has gone into um, into Batman and Robin territory, where it's like a movie that I think is really funny. Almost every scene amuses me because it's just so ridiculous. See, I can and watch Batman and Robin by myself and laugh. Yeah, I'm, that's where I'm at with this movie. This oh, maybe that, I'll get there. This is in that zone for maybe me. Maybe I'll get there. Uh, okay, so let's do some ratings. John, what do you got? Uh, this is a one reaction. <laughs> My score's at 1.6. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so plot, Even I gave two. Even lower than James, wow. Plot, I gave two. Kills action, three. Pacing, one. Quotes and tropes, two. My personal reaction, <laughs> one. Overall... Is a 1.8. 1.8. Yeah, I give Quotes and Tropes a 4 because I think there's some funny lines, even if they're not really supposed to be funny. Um, and I, yeah, I give Pacing a 7 because, like I said, I thought every scene was funny to me. It was, it was amusing to me. Uh, my reaction was a 3. That's, and, how, that's how you rate Pacing is that it's well, amusing I to you? I wasn't bored, right? I was entertained by the movie. Oh so my God, I was the pacing so was good. Bored. I was so bored. <laughs> I was so bored. Yeah. And you I know, never you know seen it before. You know who's bored? Boring people. <laughs> yeah, that's really? fine. It's fine. I'm that's boring. Fine. That's fine. Uh, so reaction three, my overall is a 4.4. 4. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a great time watching this terrible piece of shit. 
Um, so what? Uh, so it's a 2.6. 2.6. That's got to be so, down there. It's not just down there, dude. It's, it's not tied with anything. Ooh. So it is our new 187. What's it behind? Bloodshot. <laughs> Bloodshot. In front of you guys time had cop. more fun watching Bloodshot than this. Come on. <laughs> In front of Time Cop. In front of Time Cop. Oh, I don't know. That might be a travesty of justice. Well, who do you put it in front of Time Cop? Dipshit. Yeah, yeah me. <laughs> well, well, this just, can't. Well, this, this can't. This stand. can't stand. This can't stand. Who did it? It was you. <laughs> well, you know. Well, we look. If best. I if I could use the machine in Time Cop and change well, my ratings. Well, let's see. So if we average out like John and my rating, that would be like one point seven. So it would go behind Proud Mary. Behind, yeah, in front of the octagon. It so would be, be, the be the third worst. Lowest. Yeah. <laughs> That's just because we haven't watched Over the Top yet. <laughs> well, you I don't think Over the Top would be down there. Over the Top is... I think I, I say I've this? never seen it, but... It, okay. I think it's just as bad as this movie. Over the Top is more boring. It's a, it's a Disney movie. It is a fucking Sunday night Disney movie. <laughs> okay. From canon. <laughs> From canon. It is the most uncanon canon. Okay. We'll do it <laughs> eventually. Uh, all right, so new 187 on the 187. list with a bullet. That's a zing right there. <sighs> well, from uh, the bottom to the top, we've got 200 next week. Yeah, we got 200 big time episode next week, and we're finally gonna do Die Hard. So, if you listen to our previous episode, that was our just yeah. filler episode. If that even comes out, disregard It'll come out. disregard what I said my pick was going to be. Because for 200, <laughs> we've de- collectively decided we're going to do Die Hard. Yeah, we're caving. It's time. Um, and then the, it's the end of the podcast. And then, and then the <laughs> podcast is over. We hope you've enjoyed. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, check us out on Instagram. That's where you can interact with us. Uh, we're on Patreon. If you sign up at the $10 tier, you can make us watch a movie. Uh, every And, you know, you get your pick goes in the hat and you get one every few months. Um and we're on what else letterbox Letterbox. that's where our list lives action action and uh yeah thanks for listening we'll see you next week